Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune of interviewing Jim Traster of Hospitality Fan. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure, without question. I, my intent today is to provide as much value to your listeners as possible. So awesome. Here, please let me know. We're super excited. So first of all, for our folks who don't know, what is Hospitality Fan? Full service digital agency. And um, primarily we're in the United States across seven different states now. First five years we serviced um, hotels and restaurants. Hotels that several people would know, is, for example, would be the Fairmont Hotel, um, Best Westerns, and then we do some restaurant chains as well too that are growing. And we, the last two years we've pushed out into some other fields that we believe we can make a difference. For example, financial advisory, pest control business as well too. Wow. Okay. That is a broad spectrum. Uh, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started in digital marketing? Yeah, really by accident. And um, before I started this business, I was a college um, professor. And um, that was about, yeah, about 2007. And um, one of my students was up front holding up her, her phone like this. And I had two rules in my classroom. Number one is never be late. And also don't get on your phone in class. Now remember, this is 2007. And so it's kind of awkward if somebody's on the phone. With that said, I said, Sarah, hey, you're on your phone. Um, you shouldn't be texting in class. Says, Mr. Tracer, I'm not texting, I'm tweeting. So immediately I said, what, what is tweeting? And she explained it to me, still didn't get it. I tried to be the cool teacher over 40 years old and got on Twitter and got on Facebook. Number one lesson is don't ever try to be the cool teacher in the college class when you're over 40 years old. And um, so I was on it for about six months and still didn't make sense out of it um, at all. With that said, um, fast forward, um, I was waiting tables in the summer at the Marriott Hotel here in Dallas. And um, there's a couple by the name of the Thompsons that were sitting at the table. And uh, they asked me for some suggestions on where to go eat because they're in town for five nights and so I made a suggestion and then fast forward they ate at one of my suggestions and I asked them how it was and all of a sudden I had epiphany the reason they went down to that restaurant and they had took the referral is because I had credibility with them and I built a relationship and I had been listening to Gary Vanichuk at that time who owns the wine library he's big yep. time in the stream today but back then he was a little much more of a niche and I remember him talking about social media and all of a sudden I had the epiphany wow, social media is really about what I was doing for the first 16 years of my life when I was in the food business. The way we drove sales was build one-on-one relationships. However, social media is um, bad on steroids. So within a week, 
Um, I picked up two clients at, at my cost, meaning for free, and um, just worked out of my, um, my office at school um, in between classes on my phone. And um, from there, in three months, we brought in the Food Network to our first client, and then eventually won a contract with the Dallas Mavericks. And I said to myself, excuse my language, holy this stuff is for real. I really thought it was for kids, just like most old people stereotyped it, and decided to make it a business. And four years later, jumped ship from the college teaching world and been doing this since. Well, congratulations. That is an absolutely incredible journey. So that takes us a little bit as to how you got started in the industry you started to specialize in. What are you, what are you doing? What types of services are you offering to those hotels and restaurants? And then we'll get into the other industries you're branching out into. Yeah, really our specialty is to take it entirely off the plate of our clients. So we're executing day in, day out. So it's not just the strategy piece of it. So for example, at the Fairmont Hotel, we reply to every single one of their reviews. I should say my people do. I have a whole team replies to all the reviews and monitors them, gives them feedback. Then we manage their Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, develop content for them as well too. And we also do website development, build the email funnels. We're doing texting now. Um, pop-ups, the whole nine yards, anything that drives sales at the end of the day is what we're offering in the digital marketing world. That is awesome. That is a great suite of services. And um, what prompted branching out into other industries? One thing is, if you're a prospective client, I felt like I could look you in the eye if you're a restaurant hotel and say, hey, this is a difference that we can make. So I felt really good. And that's always been important to me is that we're able to deliver or over-deliver on our services. So knowing that we basically had that, I won't say entirely on automatic pilot, but I felt confident enough, hey, we have our systems in place and that can run on automatic without me. Let's move into some other services that I'm interested in. We've had over the years, people reaching out to us from other industries, but I've always said no until we got this wired in the hospitality space. Which makes sense. How did you build the systems that allow it to run without you? Essentially create um, standard operating procedures is what we refer to them as. We document every single step. So everything as basic as how do you assign an admin to Facebook? How do you upload a cover page to Facebook, et cetera? So it's developing those types of systems in place. And then how do we reply to somebody? And just every single step, just like you're operating a plane is usual analogy that people use for SOPs. That is awesome. How did you decide when to make your first hire? Well, actually, I made my first hire in about two weeks because I was a college teacher and um, it's a little more than full time. I was running a hotel right. program with several adjuncts. So actually, I didn't make any money. I figured I'm, I'm, I was actually my, my third year, I was making the most money I ever made in the first three years. And that was $58 a month. The first two years, I literally lost money. But I've always said this to other folks when I'm doing seminars is um, they ask me what they should do. And I always say, hey, work for free from the beginning if you don't have the skills. I didn't have the skills. Um, I don't come from a technology background. And um, I had another income, which was college teaching to supplement me. So I actually, within two weeks, I hired another person who worked at the school. And then I hired two other people that literally worked down the hallway for me and just had them managing Twitter accounts and Yelp accounts and things like that. So it was really from a resource time standpoint at that point in time. Okay. And then how do you... you use the standard operating procedures to train your people and then how do you make sure everybody does what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it how do you manage that yeah that's a great question so we um have several deadlines in place for getting work done i'll use facebook because most people have a facebook page for example and anything that we can get head on so for example scheduling posts a certain amount of posts have to be scheduled so many months out for this particular client another client and that's just something that's really basic and then we have folks that follow up on those people. I'm not really big into follow-up because follow-up to me is a actually communication that, hey, we haven't built the system strong enough um, yet that we actually have to follow up on people. 
um, without question. So that's just an example. We have weekly metrics report that we generate internally as well too to hold our people accountable. That is really interesting. And did you build all of those internally in-house yourself or did you get any of them off the shelf from somewhere else? No, all internally ourselves. And there, it's always a work in process because things drop through the, through the hole, right? And um, over time, we find that we, we're hiring a different type of employee than we did, let's say, two years ago. And um, so we have to continue to add to those SOPs is what we found. It's always a work in process. And then obviously those SOPs could be helpful for other firms who do what you do um, in the digital marketing space. Have you done any thought or ventured into the space of teaching others how to build what you built? I, I've thought about it. I've shared some of the SOPs, just some of our basic ones to help out folks um, out there, but um, really have pushed that as a revenue stream. What has been your biggest challenge in growing and scaling your agency? Well, just initially, um, I thought I knew a lot more coming from the corporate world, especially in finance and managing 60 to 80 different people in a, in a previous business. And um, so I actually came in a little bit more arrogant than I probably should have. I was severely humbled um, after the first two years regarding the financials of the business. And I come from a financial perspective. So I really had to sit back and work through that. Then also on the sales side, that was really a major focus. I was really good in the corporate world of selling my ideas. But when it came out selling one-on-one -on -one to people, I really struggled with that much more than I had anticipated. And so that was a real learning process and it took me about three years to start getting comfortable and feeling good about that. So it's really the selling standpoint. What do you like best about what you do? Making a difference for my team members. There's no question about that. And we're really close. Um, I, for example, um, I, if you're a prospective um, employee of ours or you were an employee of ours, I would be asking, hey, what's the reason you need this money? And then we work a plan out if you need to make more money. And also we're working with a lot of independent businesses primarily other than the big hotel chains. Is making knowing we're making a difference for them um, is the biggest thing. It's more than just making money for them. It's making a difference. They can go on vacations or they can relax at home, whatever it is. That's awesome for um, our folks watching who are talking, who are thinking about the fact that you got in to some hotel change, some restaurant change. Um, how did you, how did you make first contact? How did you find out who to talk to? how did you get your foot in the door at some of those places? Yeah, great question. So one of the best pieces of advice I got from Gary Vaynerchuk, um, I drove um, 14 hours out to one of his um, conferences, asked him three questions. And one of his answers to my questions was start speaking um, right away in the niche that you're expert in. So one of the areas I was expert in was the restaurant and hotel business. And lo and behold, I got asked to speak at the Best Western North American Conference. Speaking there, all of a sudden, I got referrals, and we still have those same clients three or four years later. And then with the Fairmont, which referred to as a full-service hotel versus limited service, which is like Best Western's Holiday Inns, and that dynamic was very different, kind of to my surprise. Generally, you're reporting, and your main contact is the director of sales and marketing there. However, there's many, many stakeholders in a large full-service hotel like the Fairmont. Um, they probably employ six or 700 employees there, um, so there's many um, parts of the process and it's no different than a job interview but it starts with a director of sales in a full service hotel in the small limited service world they're literally private owners just like a restaurant has a private owner awesome and how many team members work for you now oh we have 18 um, right 18 now. awesome congratulations and approximately how many clients are those 18 folks serving we have um about 22 um across about probably 45 locations or 50 locations so you've got a pretty high, so each staff member might be responsible for two or three clients or locations. Well, actually, we're structured very differently than a traditional agency. Um, initially, we, we had each one of our team members man manage our clients. So they would manage, say, Facebook, um, Yelp, Twitter, et cetera. 
And what I learned is if we're going to be the recognized expert in our niche, we need to have experts in, on Facebook, experts on Instagram, experts on Twitter. Each one of those fits a different type of personality profile without question. So we have people just dedicated, they're experts at Twitter, people experts at Facebook, people who are experts on review sites, for example. That is a great way to do it. That is counterintuitive, but it makes all the sense in the world when I hear it. So uh, I love that you came up with that and that that's working for you. Uh, you talked about speaking. Any thoughts about writing a book? Yeah, I have written a book about three, four months ago, and it's almost done. But we do we do provide it for free at this time, the unedited version. Ah, well, okay. So for our viewers and listeners watching, where can they go to get that? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Can I send you a link? Yeah, um, we'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Great. Awesome. And then for our viewers and listeners who want to learn more about you and what you're doing is hospitalityfan.com. Is that the right place to send them? Correct. Correct. Or my LinkedIn page is um, great as well, too. It's just at Jim Traster um, on LinkedIn and be okay. more help out people. Awesome. Well, we know your time is valuable. We greatly appreciate your lessons that you shared with us today. Thank you so much for an awesome interview. You're welcome. Thank you so much as well, too. Appreciate it. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>